0: Jeremiah 315, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living, preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the word of God and may your life never be the same.
1: And the scripture I want to share with you is Proverbs chapter 13 verse 10. Proverbs 13 10. It says that only by pride at contention. Only by pride. cometh contention. But with the well-advised, well-advised wisdom. Proverbs is saying, and Proverbs is the word of God. It says only by pride. cometh contention. All that, what the Bible is trying to tell us, you and I, this wonderful Sunday is that if you see fighting, if you see argument, if you see quarreling, if you see, uh, you say, I say, bickering, there is only one reason for it pride. It has nothing to do with your background. It has nothing to do with your treasure. Well, ask for me the tribe that I come from will quarrel. It's not like that. There's no gene for quarreling. I know there's a gene for sickle cell, there's a gene for, a gene for diabetes, but there's no gene for quarreling. There's no genetic study. So don't say that because of the house that I come from, we like to quarrel. No. There's no gene for it. The Bible says only by pride, only by pride, only by pride commit contention. It means that when you see arguments, if you see fight, if you see inability, you see, and I'm teaching, you see, why am I talking about pride? Because pride is a very dangerous thing. Pride is very dangerous. Right? very, very I read the Bible to you. The Bible said "The the Bible, the Bible didn't say God resists fornicators." Beatrice, can you believe it? The Bible did not say God resists fornicators. No, I, I'm not saying go and fornicate, but the Bible said "That's for awareness of doubt. Oh, somebody was rap, I knew you, I knew you under spirit." <laughs> Let, let, let me put a disclaimer here. <laughs> the Bible did never say the Bible never said God resists drunkards. No. So I'm not saying that Rev said God does not resist. If right you Rev said it. <laughs> so give me some Henneken here, boy. <laughs> what black label? No, what I'm saying that. You see, I'm I'm trying to paint the right picture. There's only one thing. One thing that goes, I can't stand. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. In every environment, in every area that you are in, one thing you should avoid is avoid doing what the boss cannot stand. And every boss has something that they cannot stand. Of the one of the prayers that Bishop prayed for a couple when they were getting married, and I always remember that prayer. Bishop prayed the prayer that I'm praying for, over the girl, the woman that I'm praying that your shortcomings will not be something your husband cannot stand. It's a very powerful prayer. Because you see, we all have shortcomings. Maybe see, maybe your shortcoming is cooking. Some men, some men don't mind if you can not cook, but if your shortcoming is inability to cook, and you want a, and you marry a man who wants to eat fresh food, your shortcoming becomes a problem. I think this is a good prayer. I will never forget that prayer. I said, "Pray that your shortcomings will not be something that he might." And some men don't mind. Some men, don't mind. some men don't mind a dirty house. It doesn't affect them. They don't really care. So, pray that your inability to clean will not bother him. But some men are very particular. I know a guy as soon as he enters, opens the door he'll just pass the hand by the door like this. And it's a problem yeah your shortcoming your shortcoming you see and the truth of the matter we all have shortcomings but pray that listen, if, i mean if you're a man pray listen, your shortcomings will not upset your wife yeah because some some women don't mind whether I should say so. I'll be in trouble. (laughs) Me, I should say so. I'll be in trouble. I will say it. Whatever that thing is, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's called filling the blank. You fill in the blank. (laughs) You fill in the blank. Me, I should say it. I will say it. some women don't mind but some women don't mind so pray that your shortcoming will not be a problem can you hear me? you hear me right? Mm, pray because you see when a shortcoming is a problem to somebody you know recently I was talking to friend See, and the wife has a shortcoming and, and I was just talking to my brother. Like, after this many years this guy cannot let this issue go I mean, I after many years of marriage the particular issue you know it's like every time th- mean, they've been married for two, almost 30 years they have children the children are grown but every time the guy is talking he will bring up that same issue Thing is, that this guy's friend also married married, and you, you see, God, God has a sense of humor. His friend's wife had the same problem, which his friend has been able to overcome. So his friend was telling, look, even me my wife, what you are talking about is the same issue. And so what is the problem? And the guy said, I understand, but it's like there is something in him that cannot let the thing go. And he's growing old, he's almost 60 now. I mean, when will you enjoy life? <laughs> I mean, I'm asking you a question. When? No, I'm asking. that's the question. As I look at it, as I look at the guy, I said, You're almost 60. When will this your wife? Maybe she didn't change it when she was in her tw- 30s. Now that she's almost 60, she's going to change this thing. But but I took a step back and said, look. All of us say there are some things you cannot stand. So pray. And God is saying that look, a lot of things I can forgive. I can forgive your, some awareness, I can forgive your lying. I can forgive your for your fornication. I can forgive your stealing, but this thing I can't. You say your pride, I can't stand it. Hallelujah. And I was sharing with them that I understand. Fred, I understand why God cannot stand pride. Because from the Bible, the first thing that occurred in the universe was not Adam eating the fruit or Eve eating the fruit. The first thing that occurred in the universe was a sin of pride. The first thing that occurred was a sin of pride. It was pride that Lucifer... He was beautifully created. But one day, he stood up and he said, I want to be like the Most High God. I want to sit at the North Star. Sit in the seat of the Most High. So because of, because of his gift and his talent, he rose up and such a very serene environment of heaven and peace, he brought quarreling. His behavior disturbed heaven. It we were peaceful there. So God said, "No, no, no, no!" Because of that, God cast him out, and he was able to take a third of the angels out of heaven. So what I'm trying to say is that that behavior, which was because it was pride, I, 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 you, I believe that that behavior of pride is something that, when God thinks about it, it reminds me of the devil. Are you hearing me? So when you exhibit pride, it's like it makes God you remind God of the devil. He said, This thing I can't stand. This one I can't stand. I can stand everything but pride. And even me as a pastor, I'll tell you what, even as a pastor, it's just a mere small human being, pastor. I am I I can stand a fornicator. I prefer church members who fornicate with those who are proud. God. <laughs> Please, I'm not giving you alliances, but I'm look. I'm not, I'm not I'm, what, what I'm starting to say is that there is something about pride. Of course, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Because that behavior reminds me of the devil. Hallelujah. He said when I see pride it reminds, so, so the Bible say God, God resists He actually resists He can't stand it Hallelujah And then We also probably say that only by pride So you see, I'm talking about something that is very dangerous One God cannot stand you That's number one And then number two When you have that character you cannot live with anybody Only by pride can make contention only by pride. So it doesn't matter how good a person is. One, there's pride. You can't live together. And all of us are deluded. You see, all of us, we have this Cinderella story. And they they lived happily ever after. And they live. which is a dream we are all aspiring to be. But the only thing that can cut off that dream is pride. Only by pride. So, so 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 even even you know so that's it. See, so so even oh I can't Reverend. I'm I, mean, I, I mean it's um due to irre difference. I can't marry him, we have to separate. He has done this, he has done that. Yes, he has done this, he has done it. he has done. But the reason why you cannot because of your pride, because if if not of your pride, why wouldn't you allow yourself to be cheated a little bit?
0: receive yeah.
1: why why won't you allow yourself to be cheated a little bit small cheating small cheating small cheating you had to and he touched a third one a third one is too small it's only by pride. Only by pride. Because, because the reason for your hate and your pain because you feel robbed. And you are right, yes. Based on the evidence, you are robbed. But the Bible says, allow yourself to be defrauded a little bit instead of taking a brother to court. So as for pride, eh, it's a very wild thing the reason why we cannot live together. See that is why you know, some time ago when I'm doing counseling I'm looking for the ideal couple but now that's not like I, I, that's not like an ideal couple. To me it doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm, I'm preaching you know you, you see, I, I used to have I used to have this I used to have this ideal preacher oh he's a Christian he's born again he's a prayer warrior oh what a nice brother. She's a chorister. She's in the church. (laughs) She's a chorister. She's in the church. She plays. What a nice sister. So, if I put this ideal brother and this ideal sister, it will work. But I tell you, brother, over the years, I have seen that. (laughs) I have been shocked several times. It doesn't work that way. It does not work. I, 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 thought before, I thought, I thought it used to work that way. But experience have told me that, uh, it's not like that at all. you may be the most prayerful brother, speaking in tongues, casting out demons, and she may be the most prayerful sister, singing for angels to come down. But if we put the two of them together, fireworks! Fireworks is what you will see. So I have come to that conclusion that the key to live together, the key to stay peacefully, is the ability not to be proud. That's all. So you can get the most, 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 most person of the street okay and another person but so long as there is no pride they will live together and i've seen with my own eyes i've seen with my own eyes so now there's one people who come to your reverend I want to marry but so i have two questions Do you like him that's number one and two can you obey him that's it whatever his background is irrelevant Oh yeah. Pride. The Bible says only by pride. So pride is a dangerous thing. One God resisted it, and two, you cannot live together. Look, one of the most one of the most beastly homes you can, sometimes you can imagine that. You can see that they have all the I mean you look at this big seal with all the money and this executive of all money. You, you think you, you would think that with all their money and their comfort there will be peace, but there's no peace at all. No peace at all. No peace at all. Yeah. I once went in the north. In the northern part of Ghana. Traveling there. You know, they have this. Some of the houses are like touch roofs. Touch roofs and mud. You know, it's not like a mansion. I there. And I was telling my friend that I'm sure people in this house are having more sex and more happy than people living <laughs> in. The- <laughs> <laughs> people living in mansions down there. And the, and and the evidence is based on the number of children. You can see the children line up plenty. Say, Happiness is in this place. <laughs> plenty. People have bought uh, beautiful mansions. They've ordered uh, Arabian beds. Your linen is from Turkey. Your is from Iran. I mean with chandeliers who are selling. Nothing is happening. <laughs> Look, there are children here. Let me continue my preaching. <laughs> pride! Pride! Only. Only. Pride. So, So, what it takes people to live together is humility. That's what I'm trying to share with us. To promote you is humility. Say, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. May you be humble. <clears throat> he gives grace. He gives, he gives grace to the humble. Because pride reminds him of the devil. So, when we said that, then we want to say that. So, now the question is what is humble? In the sight of God. Because people have also equated humility to be other things wrong. Because the Bible said that humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Show us that scripture. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. It means that the real person that humility matters is you and God. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. So the person who can say whether you are humble or not, it's not your name, it's God. So when we are talking about humility, we are talking about humility as defined by God. Because the world has their own definition of humility. Can you hear me? You see, the fact that somebody talks, hello, please, thank you, it doesn't mean they are humble. That's not humility. This same person who was talking, hello, please, director, chief, you marry the person and see you see. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And sometimes we think people are proud, but they are not proud. That's what I'm trying to say. Say, oh, he's too proud. Look at the way he walks. Why should... They're walking hand in the to hand from his father. That's how his father walks. So what's your problem? Oh, oh, oh! He's so proud. I mean, everyone is talking. About, look at he, the way he looks down on you. He looks down because he's tall. He has to look down on you. What's your problem? <laughs> Are you hearing me? So it's not that he's deliberate. I mean, the person is tall, so he has to look down upon you. And you say, so "Well, I mean, the way he looks down when you, on you." That's how the person is. So we think some things are proud, but they are not. Yeah. Oh yeah, She's so proud. Even, even when she came around, I mean, look at her hair and her wig, so proud. I'm so... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good looks is not a sign of pride. I, I can't help it that I look good. Tell your neighbor, I can't help it that I look good. <laughs> that's what it is. So those things are not indicators of pride. Yes, they, they, can, make, yes, they can make you proud, but it does not mean that people who have it are proud. Are you understand what I'm saying? Neither that, does wealth make you proud. Wealth can make you proud, but not all rich people are proud. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying yes. look I've worked in a hospital as a, at a higher level as a physician and I've come to see that even some of the female doctors are more humble than the clerks oh yes oh yes you think I don't know what I'm talking about yes, I can see female surgeons that maybe even when we are, when we are there talking and chatting and eating say, because it's a female she will oh, no. so pick up Something and give to help you. But you can see a clerk there who thinks that by doing that she's serving you. So I have come to see that. But this is why. It's... When we started our church initially in Ghana, one Bishop I'm talking about this whole church. It was started in a place in Ghana called Koligono. It's quite, uh, it's quite an impoverished area of the city. And, and I was there when the church started. And let me tell you something. There are people in the, area, in the area who are uneducated and impoverished. And the church was started by medical students. we were a lot of medical students. So we used to go to the church there. And simple things as arranging chairs... You see, we, the medical students, we don't have a problem. I'm a medical student, but I'll carry the chair and put it there. Carry the chair, put it there. But ask one of those natives who is uneducated, has nothing, and just as soon as you ask them, like, what do you, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Why are you bossing me? Why you? Just, just carry it in. You are looking down on me. Why well, is not so? So I come to see that that's has nothing to do. see, some people are, it has nothing to do with your wealth. Some people are wealthy and humble. And some people are also very poor and proud. So it has nothing, it's none of that. PMP. There's something called PMP, poor and proud. It's nothing to do with that. It's a hard thing. Amen. I've seen one. Of them. So, Bishop, asked for Bishop, he said, Look, like, you always, and I'm quoting, he said, I will always prefer to work with a graduate. Somebody who does not feel that I'm looking down him. Hallelujah. Because it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. Yeah. Which sometimes it can even translate into marriage. That's why some, sometimes one of the most dangerous marriages for I'm preaching. Let me preach, okay? One of the most dangerous marriages is it's one of the most dangerous marriages is for a rich woman to marry an ordinary guy. It creates some disequilibrium It's English because because you will surprise that anytime the woman suggests something why do you think you have more money because you have more money than me because it's not because of that if you say something and she doesn't do well you don't submit because you you, um, because you have money because you 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 have money that's why you don't submit it's not it's not a matter of submission because what you are saying is not practical but you are thinking It's, it's all your mind So I once told the brother, listen to me. This woman is wealthier than you. If you cannot handle it, well, don't go near. I'm preaching to you. I told the brother, look, this lady is wealthier than you. So if you, if you, I don't want you to come and the Reverend, She's proud. She doesn't. Confidence comes with it. She pays the mortgage. She pays the car. The confidence comes with it. Just accept it. Humble yourself, brother. Humble yourself. Look at handle. Don't go near. I'm preaching. Look, see, uh, my, my son is a Because I also know a brother. I know a brother who told us specifically. He said, There's nothing wrong with it. He said, Me. I cannot marry a woman who's at the same level as me. Now, look, there's nothing wrong with it. He said it. He said, Me, I can't. I said I said. I want a woman to be lower than me so I can submit to me. So, because of that, I'm telling because of that, we're all graduates. He decided to marry a woman who's not a graduate. It was a conscious step. he said, I can't. He knows himself. He says, "I'm looking for a woman who will say, director, chief." <laughs> can you hear me? So we st- we told like that also. Do you know what it means? It, it, I said we, we told so. So it will also mean a financial disequilibrium. He said, "No problem. I can handle it." He you said, know, "I don't mind." But you, you want somebody to pay the rent. You want somebody to buy the car. And say, you want somebody to sometimes it doesn't work like that. I'm just saying. It may work like that, but sometimes it doesn't work like that. Let me preach my message. I beg you. (laughs) So, if there's a brother, but you say, can you handle it? Why did I even get Jehovah Moses? Humility. Humility. Look, humility is the greatest virtue. I'm telling you, if there's one great virtue you should acquire, it's the virtue of humility. I'm telling you. Look, humility is nice, one. humility is attractive. Jesus Christ, Bible says, even though he was equal with God, he emptied himself and humbled himself and became like a servant. And obeyed the death on the cross. And because of that humility, God has given me a name that is above every name. That at the end of that name, every shall humility is great. Great. So we have to watch what I call the seed of the serpent, which is the seed of pride. So all of us is in us. Every time I'm preaching about pride, don't think about anybody, think about yourself. You see? Of you are thinking about somebody, ah, Reverend, you are right to. I'm talking about you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Because all of us have had the seed of the serpent. I mean, how many? How many? I'm, I'm asking you again how many of us have said this before? You can't talk to me like a child. How, who has said that before? i what you who has said that before? You can't talk to me like a child. Of the children, you can talk to me. I want to show my hand.
0: Uh
1: huh. You look at him, look at him. I'm talking about the sea. You are here. Like a wife once told her husband, I'm not one of your daughters. Okay, he <laughs> wanted the husband, listen to me, I'm not one of your daughters. Okay, and she waved her hand next time (laughs) you see and that statement I'm not a child it reveals the pride in us because the Bible I'm talking about humility by God the Bible said that so far as God is concerned a sign of humility is a childlike behavior Say if you humble, if you are if one of those children who is the greatest in the kingdom, is like a child. So that is why. So so when you have this attitude, when you have this attitude, I'm not a child. You are exhibiting a certain amount of pride. Yeah. So that is why last week I went on to talk about the humility of a child. So in the sight of God, it is not your wealth. It is not your height, it is not your money, it is not your background. It's your behavior, which is similar to a child that makes you humble before him. So, if you want to be humble before God, then study a child's behavior. And I think last last week we went through. I don't know. Yeah. And one of the things I talk about last is children. Is you see, the one of the humility of a child is not ashamed of their nakedness. We can take a child here and undress the child right now. They don't care. But if I call brother br- uh, Reverend Derek, a whole reverend, that reverend, take off your clothes to not be easy here. So, but a child. Okay. So one of the behavior of a child that reveals humility is openness. Children are open. That's why the Bible says If we walk in the light As he's in the light Then we have fellowship With one another So any relationship That there's no openness It means there's no humility I cannot be your friend Well you know all about me But I don't know anything about you Because the Bible says If we walk in the light If we walk in the light As he is in the light Then we have fellowship So can you imagine We are in a relationship I'm walking in the light All the spotlight is on me And then you are walking in the darkness you are seeing all my things, but I'm not seeing your thing. How can that be fellowship? I'm preaching to you. So right away, the relationship is flawed. You know, all, you know where all my picture goes, but I don't know where your picture goes. You have given me your official job, but there's some part-time job that you are doing that I don't know at all. Accounts, but you have picked up an extra job that is going to undisclosed accounts <laughs> if we walk in the light as is in the light. Hallelujah. So humility requires openness. Humility requires humility requires forgiveness. Children forgive and forget easily. You see, it's not about quarreling. Children will argue, but the next minute they are playing again. But you, when you are hurt, you can never forgive. You can actually go and re, I mean, bring the records. Two years ago, you did this. Can you say, I imagine like that. You see, oh, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You are not sorry. You are not sorry. Three years ago, Saturday afternoon, twelve o'clock, when we were here, you are so detailed. <laughs> Then today, another, quickly, another childlike behavior, another sign of humility as defined by God. You see, I'm talking about humility as defined by God, not as by men. Hallelujah. Another way that God sees humility is a servant-like behavior. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's a servant-like behavior. Luke chapter Luke chapter 22, I believe. Luke 22. I'm just going to share this one briefly, we'll close. Time's already up. Luke 22 from verse 24. Luke 22, 24. And there was also a strife among them, which of them should be accounted what? Am I hearing you? Who should be accounted what? Who should be accounted what? So what was the argument about? What, were they, what, what, what was the quarrel about? Who should be what? Was, yeah, just it. The whole argument. You see, this was at the last supper. At the last supper, when Jesus was talking about his crucifixion, and he shared the bread, and they were eating, then as they were eating, so arguments like they know you were going. But when you go, who should take charge? says when you are not there who should be the boss that was the argument I'm sure Peter I mean Thomas was looking at Peter and said listen the father you had the revelation that didn't mean that when you go you are the boss (laughs) the father uh, he he said flesh and blood has not revealed to you Uh, look we are going to vote (laughs) and I'm sure James said well listen to me all of you are external me I'm his brother and the team has run in the family so when he's not there I'm in charge and I'm sure uh, what's the name of the other guy Uh, Bartholomew said look you see guys you need brains to think you need brains to lead all of you are fishermen I'm educated okay (laughs) 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 and I'm sure John John was just looking at him and said look listen he said, "Listen to me, listen, guys. Guys, you see, you don't understand the principle of longevity and continuation. You see, longevity and continuation did have to do with young people. All of you are about to die now. We need a young person. <laughs> that was an argument. Who should be the greatest? So now Jesus began. Jesus began to speak to address that question. That's verse. And he's saying, Jesus Christ is now beginning to speak." he said unto them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them and they that exercise authority upon them are called, give me the modern version, we we don't understand, give me the New Living Translation so we can look at it in contemporary modern English Jesus told them in this world the kings and great men other people around isn't that what you know Is the boss when you order people around you are the boss? Okay, other people around and yet they call them friends of the people. It means that the one who can say, Take this, take this, take this, that he's the boss. That is how that is the world system. Continue, but among you those who are the greatest, he's talking about the greatest now, should be the lowest rank and the leader should be like what? Put your hands together for the Lord.
0: This
1: is Jesus' definition. This is Jesus' definition or Jesus' qualification to be a leader. For you to be a leader by godly standards, by spiritual, you must behave like a servant. Normally, the master sits at the table and is served by his servants, but not here. Everybody say, but not here. Say, but not here. It means you can do it at your workplace. You can do it at your job. You can do it, but not here. That's what I want to share with you. But not here. But not here. Maybe at your job at a Uh, You are the boss, or your job at uh, Pfizer. You are the boss. So when you come, they take your shoes and the point. Fine, but here, but not here, but not here. Why? Why? For I am your servant. I am your servant, but not here. But not here. But not here. This is God's standard. But not here. But not here. Maybe over there where you are. You the boss. So when you come, you pack your car, somebody takes your keys, somebody, somebody takes your bag, somebody takes your shoes, somebody takes your shirt. Fine. Dude, nobody here. But not here. In the kingdom of God, in the church, the sign of greatness is your ability to serve. but not here but not here I once had a wedding and I preached a message and the, guy, the guy always remembers me that message He's in Philadelphia every time he sees me even, even through this week, he, saw me, he always remembers the reverend remember that message at, at my wedding and what I preached was you see was this, based on this verse it said in the well in the well the well system the boss sits at the table to be saved in Christ the the, the, the boss says so I'll say that yes the Bible says that you are the head so you are the boss so based on the Bible definition of a boss you are the one supposed to say then I said then I said, have not finished? Don't, don't, don't jump. Like then I said, so, what we need to do is you're supposed to do some service in the house. Take the garbage out. Do the dishes. That's what makes you the head. I'm, I'm, I'm amongst you that same. But when I said that, I said, but! Because we are used to the worldly system begin to serve. Instead of the wife seeing it as service, she sees it as a right.
0: <laughs> I'm telling them. That is the
1: reason why they don't do. Because the person is not seeing that you are doing that as a head and that among you that serve. But as soon as you take the garbage out this week, next week, they'll call you. Did you take the garbage out? No, I was just... <laughs> So there's a reason why we have stopped. That's the reason why.
0: <laughs>
1: Let them say, the brothers have stopped because of this. Reason because you cannot perceive that service is a sign of leadership. But because your mind is upward, you think service is servanthood. Now, what I was trying to help has become my job. You are yeah, begging. Save you uh, Saturday morning. I was trying to save you breakfast in bed. Now it has become my job every Saturday. I must come and do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, why are you looking at me? Some of us, we didn't start at all, so. <laughs> You see, it's our inability to conceptualize that serving you is a sign that I am great and not that I'm low. I'm preaching. That's a sign. Not here. Jesus says, Not here. I mean, I am waiting for Christian wife that when their husbands is serving them, they will say, Thank you. I appreciate you and say, Thank you, my Lord. Not, not, not that. Why have you stopped? Why have I stopped? <laughs> Seven. The greatest. The greatest is a seventh. So, yes, you may have. Listen to me carefully, you may have your all your greatness out there. All your with all your bells and your horses. But when you come here, it's not by That you say, I'm amongst you, as one who says. So the greatest in the kingdom is the one who saves That is why. I shouldn't have a strong people to clean the sanctuary. In fact, the greatest are the want who should clean the floor. Listen, night you feel big that I don't want to clean the church. You see, it's your pride. But rather, we should have a problem in people working at the back. We should have a problem with people serving in the children's service. Because it's the sign of your greatness. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. And it's don't forget. We are at what? A church service, not a church meeting. We are what? We are what? Yes, a church service. Servants, servants. It's a service meeting. It's a meeting to serve. You come here as you walk through this door. Walk here with the mind that I'm here to serve. That's what makes you great. So, which area of service God has called you? If God has called you to preach. So my preaching to you, I'm not. My preaching, actually, see my preaching to you as that I'm Lord over you. I'm serving. I'm actually serving. Amen. You are singing and oh, want beautifully. You should not say that you are great, but you are serving. You're praying. Remember, Moses, you are praying. That you, don't see that well, I'm the most spiritual here. All oh, remember, they are not spiritual. No, I am serving. Francisca, ask you are cancelable in marriages. Don't think that I'm the most uh, marital woman. You are not. You are just serving. <laughs>
0: That's,
1: That's what I'm saying. Service. I'm amongst you that serve. As you're operating the thing at the back, I am serving. So, whatever area God has given you, come with the attitude of a servant. I'm here to serve. For he said, I am amongst you as one that saves. We will be servants in the house. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you can use anything, Lord.
0: If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Sing it, oh God. If you can use anything Lord You can use me Take my hands Lord and my I'm amongst feet. you as one that serves Touch my heart Lord speak
1: to Pray me. that you'll be a humble servant in the house
0: if you can use anything Lord You can
1: use God if you can, can use anything You can use, use me, oh Lord. me
0: Lord you can
1: use anything lord you can use there are so many areas of service in this sanctuary Lord where can I serve you can, use
0: anything, can I serve in the choir
1: can, can I serve me. in the drama can I serve in singing
0: take my hand can I serve lord, in witnessing
1: can I serve in shepherding? Can I serve in giving, O oh God?
0: If you
1: can can use I serve in taking the oh gadget? If you can use anything, Lord, use me, me O oh God. I, 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 I want to be a servant in your house, Lord. You can use anything, Lord. You can use. Can I serve in cleaning your house? I want to clean your house, oh God. If you can use anything
0: Lord, you can use Can I serve me. in the children's ministry?
1: Lord, if you can use
0: anything Lord, God Take my hands,
1: Lord And my feet oh, yes, Lord.
0: Touch my heart, Lord Speak to me If you can use anything Lord, you can use
1: me Listen I believe that the greatest must serve. I, I want to pray for all of us. See, if you are, maybe you are in this church, you are new, or you came late, or you are new, and you are not in any ministry, you don't you don't serve in any ministry, please come forward, and I'll pray with you. You want to serve. I'm sure if you serve already, so you don't have to come, but you are you are, you are new to this church, and you are not in any area, come, let's pray. You can
0: use anything, Lord, you, can you can use, me. use
1: me. Yes, you want to serve God. Lord. If you're in a ministry, you don't have to come. If
0: you can use anything, Lord.
1: You can use me. You just Lord, I'm available. I want to serve.
0: If you can use anything,
1: Lord. You can we are not in any ministry. You are not doing anything in particular. But you say, I want to serve.
0: Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Oh Jesus. That's my heart, Lord, Speak to me. If you, if you can use anything, Lord you can use me Father let me pray
1: Father I go down on my knees and I pray for those ones who have come they say they want to be here not to Lord but to save for you said I'm amongst you as one who saves Father we have come with our hands and our hearts wherever you want us to serve we will serve this is our desire may we be among those who serve give us this key of humility for the bible says you give grace to the humble may this grace not depart from us May we, may we be partakers of this grace as we serve in your house. The grace of humility. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, those of you here, if you if you want to commit to a ministry, I mean, at the end of the service, I'll be here. Come and ask me what you want to do, and I will assign you. Amen. amen. Because I'm amongst you as one who saves amen yeah, so you can amen. come and sit me here I'll talk to you whatever ministry I'm giving you an opportunity to serve in the house and that will make you great that will make you great you'll be surprised how God will promote you because now you have taken on the key of humility to save God bless you put your hand together and let me go back now with every eye closed and every head bowed, you are here you are not born again you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? I'm talking about salvation now. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life.
0: We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com that's qfcannouncements at gmail.com